Let's all stand and we'll start off with a word of prayer. Uh, Brother Bob, would you uh, hope us a word of prayer, please? Amen. Let's all take your hymnals. Turn to hymn number 125. 125, solid rock. My
Turn, turn back to page number 63. Hymn number 63. What a day that will be. supposed to have it all together and when they ask how you're doing just smile and tell them never better line number two everybody's life is perfect except yours so keep your messes and your wounds and your secrets safe with you behind closed doors but truth be told, the truth is rarely told. Say I'm fine, yeah I'm fine, oh I'm fine, hey I'm fine, but I'm not. I'm broken, and when it's out of control, I say it's under control, but it's not. And you know it, I don't know why it's so hard to admit it. When being honest is the only way to fix it There's no failure, no fall, there's no sin you don't already know So let the truth be told There's a sign on the door, it says come as you are, but I doubt it Cause if we live like that was true Every Sunday morning pew would be crowded 
But didn't you say church should look more like a hospital? A safe place for the sick, the sinner and the scarred and the prodigals like me. But truth be told, the truth is rarely told. Oh, am I the only one who says I'm fine? Yeah, I'm fine. Oh, I'm fine. Hey, I'm fine, but I'm not. I'm broken, and when it's out of control, I say it's under control, but it's not. And you know it. I don't know why it's so hard to admit it. When being honest is the only way to fix it. There's no failure, no fall. There's no sin. You don't already know. So let the truth be told. Can I really stand here unashamed, knowing that your love for me won't change? Oh God, if that's really true, then let the truth be told. I say I'm fine, yeah I'm fine. Oh I'm fine, hey I'm fine, but I'm not. I'm broken, and when it's out of control, I say it's under control, but it's not. And you know it. I don't know why it's so hard to admit it. When being honest is the only way to fix it. There's no failure, no fall. There's no sin. You don't already know. Yeah, I know. There's no failure, no fall. There's no sin. You don't already know. So let the truth be told. All right. Well, it's good to be in Lord's house tonight and have uh, have you all together. Um, well, I've asked Brother Chuck to come and to preach, and since he's decided to leave uh, rather quickly. He was telling people, yeah, I'm, you know, the end of January, we're going to go. And, you know, about a week ago, I'm like, I don't know if you're going to be gone by the end of January. But I guess the truth be told, right? He's, <laughs> he's going he's gonna to be gone. And uh, so uh, excited to have him come uh, preach for us tonight. Then we'll have uh, prayer requests, and then we'll break away and have uh, our meeting right after that. If you would go to Psalm 23, please. Psalm 23. It's only six verses, uh, and so I'm either going to run out of verses first or my voice is going to run out first. So we're just going to race for it and see what happens. Psalm 23, verse number 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Would you read verse 4 with me? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. 
Father, thank you so much for the opportunity to be here tonight, and uh, Lord, to be with your people. Uh, Lord, we look forward to hearing, uh, to reminding ourselves, to remind ourselves tonight of the blessings of the previous year, as we look forward to what you would do for us and do with us and through us in the following coming year. Uh, Lord, we look forward to that. Uh, Father, I ask you to help us as we look at your word uh, at a familiar passage, uh, that you would help us to be encouraged this evening. And we love you and ask this in your name. Amen. We come to one of the most beloved passages of Scripture of all time, don't we? Uh, this is, uh, one person said that par- this is probably one of the most memorized uh, Scriptures in all of the Bible. Uh, when people don't memorize other portions of Scripture, usually they can quote almost all of or all of Psalm 23. Um, and, and many people have very high things to say of Psalm 23. One person said this, It has charmed more griefs to rest than all the philosophy of the world. It has remanded to their dungeon more felon thoughts, more black doubts, more thieving sorrows than there are sands on the seashore. It has comforted them, the noble host of the poor. It has sung courage to the army of the disappointed. It has poured balm and consolation into the heart of the the sick. Of captives in dungeons, of widows in their pinching griefs, or of orphans in their loneliness. Dying soldiers have died easier as it was read to them. Ghastly hospitals have been illuminated, and it has visited the prisoner and broken his chains. Uh, certainly quite a, a life-changing psalm, if we'll allow it to, and I certainly will not be able to do it entire justice tonight. Uh, people have written volumes and volumes on these six verses, but I hope that it will be an encouragement to you, uh, even as we study these familiar verses. And so, the first part of the text, I want to look at this, that the shepherd sustains us. The shepherd sustains us. Uh, verse number one, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. We're introduced to, uh, to the shepherd. Uh, Jehovah Ra is the Hebrew name. Jehovah Ra, the Lord is our shepherd. And uh, it's quite an interesting uh, thing for David to open the psalm this way because uh, I think you understand that being a shepherd was not uh, the highly prized occupation that others might think it to be. Um, It isn't that people were going to Harvard for their shepherding degree, right? They they didn't have Yale Shepherding School. Um, they, They just didn't have it because it was for the lowly. It was a job for the poor. Uh, it, was, it was a job for the youngest son to have, right? That's, that's why David was in the field and not Eliab or Shammah or, or, or any of the seven other brothers that he had. Uh, because it was for the lowly. It was for the youngest brother to have. And, and so yet David here, uh, reminiscing upon his younger days of being a shepherd, was reminded that, that God Almighty, God Himself, took... Not only in the role, but eventually in human form, uh, took upon him the form of the shepherd, the the lowliest job. And we've heard some about that in Hebrews chapter number two, and toward the end of the chapter, it'll be explored even further. Um, but uh, but you f- but you find that that the Lord is our shepherd, that and, and it reminds us of the lowliness of God. Though He is high and holy, there is also no not one that is more meek and lowly. Uh, and so we understand that, that, that this is a good thing because it means that he can, uh, he can uh, witness with our infirmities, right? He, can, uh, he is touched with the feelings of our infirmities, and he is tempted like as in all points as we were, uh, yet without sin. Um, and so it's a good thing that the Lord is our shepherd because he understands the needs of the sheep, uh, which we are sheep, are we not? Uh, the sheep of his pasture, 
uh, Psalm 100 says. And so understanding who this shepherd is, uh, it, it makes it where David says this is the first thing that we need to handle is who is our shepherd. Uh, because if shepherd have no sheep, they'll be scattered. Uh, and so we need to understand who the shepherd is, and that's Jehovah. Jehovah, the mighty God, is the one who leads us. And that's, that's the second part of it, uh, of, of sustenance, is that he gives us what we need. The Lord's my shepherd, verse number one, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, and he leadeth me beside the still waters. Uh, he gives us what we need. Uh, we need rest. We need rest. Uh, and it's difficult in our culture to e- either understand that or implement that uh, because we're so busy all the time, right? We, we, we live in a culture of Taco Bell Express, right? As if tacos couldn't get any faster, right? But we need rest, though. And that's what God designed in, in creation for us. That on the seventh day, He rested as a... Not because He needed rest, but because he, he gave us an example that we need rest. Uh, and so the shepherd gives us that. He makes us to lie down in green pastures. Sometimes, though, there's things that get in the way of our rest, isn't there? Because maybe even we come to church and we hear messages about rest or we read in the scriptures about be still and know that I am God. And we understand, uh, we understand um, uh, educationally, um, theoretically, that we need rest. But sometimes stuff just gets in the way of it, doesn't it? Um, Philip Keller, I'm sure that many, many of you have probably heard that name, uh, wrote a book entitled, A Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23. You know, he's a shepherd um, in the Middle East, if I'm not mistaken, um, and wrote a comment, uh, basically a commentary on Psalm 23 from the, from the perspective of a shepherd, somebody who dealt with sheep for many, many years. Um, and so he writes that sheep do not um, typically lie down very easily, and, and they will not lie down unless four conditions basically are met. Um, and so because they are timid, uh, they, will, they will not lie down if they are afraid. If they sense any danger at all, if there's any bit of fear inside of them, they will not rest. They won't lay down. Uh, they, they just won't let it because they, they just can't, right? They can't. And so uh, if they're afraid, they won't lay down. If they're, uh, because they're social animals, sheep are social animals, and so they won't lie down if there's any friction among the sheep. If, if there's any sort of friction at all, and I don't understand the... Uh, hierarchy of sheep and their communication one with another, uh, but this is what Mr. Keller says to us. Uh, and so, uh, if there's any type of friction at all between members of the flock, the rest will not happen. It can't happen. Uh, if flies or parasites trouble them, they will not lie down. Certainly, you, uh, you, I'm sure that you understand that. Finally, if sheep are anxious about food or if they're hungry, they will not lie down. And so we understand these four things that rest comes because the shepherd has dealt with fear, with friction, with flies, and with famine. Uh, that's what Mr. Keller says. And so certainly you can find the application in that for a church body, can't you? Uh, that, that oftentimes we do not rest because we are fearful uh, we spent all last year with a the theme of fear not, right? To trust in God's provision for us and to trust in God's strength for our lives. And when we, when we are able to relinquish that fear to Him, uh, then rest can happen more easily. Uh, but also, I can't imagine that rest is very easy if there's friction one with another. Where you come to this place and you purposely go into a different door because you don't want to talk to that person because there's friction, Right? 
rest can't happen if that's if that's if that's present. And so, if friction is there, um, if if any kind of uh, uh, of anxiety about life, uh, any kind of worries about life, the troubles that get under your skin. Uh, if those are present in your life, rest is, is very difficult. And so those things need to be taken care of. And the only way that they're taken care of is with the Good Shepherd. Uh, the Good Shepherd takes care of those for us as we relinquish those things. And so the Shepherd sustains. He gives us what, what we need. He gives us rest. He, he also gives us sustenance. Um, the, uh, the book of Psalms, later on in the book of Psalms, it says this, that, that the Lord daily loads us with benefits. He daily loads us with benefits. Um, I, I did not uh, come up with this illustration. I heard it somewhere else. But uh, the word load kind of get, it, by way of application, the Hebrew word doesn't mean a dump truck. Uh, but it kind of gives us that idea uh, of a load, right? Uh, James, you know about dump trucks, right? Uh, I had opportunity to work with uh, James here and there. And so I watched him dump gravel uh, all over the place, right? The rocks just fall. And they fall, and they fall, and they fall, and they keep falling, right? The Lord daily loads us with benefits. It's like he, he backs up a dump truck right on you. He says, here you go. Here's some benefits, and here's some benefits, and here's some benefits, and the benefits keep coming. It's the good shepherd that sustains us. He gives us sustenance. He gives us what we need. And how often do we take that for granted? Uh, and so the, the shepherd sustains us. We see this in the first couple of verses. And then we also see this, that the shepherd leads us. He leads us, uh, which is what we need. Uh, you and I both know that sheep are not uh, very smart animals. They're, they're not very smart. And so they need a shepherd. They need somebody to lead them. And we find out where, where he leads them here. Verse number three, he restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. In the paths of righteousness. <clears throat> Notice that there is, there is comfort uh, that's, that's implied in verse number 2, and it's talked about in verse number 4. There is comfort. But notice that the path that he leads us on is not primarily comfortable. It's a path of righteousness. It's not an easy path. I'm reminded of Jesus teaching in the Sermon on the Mount, and he said that there's two roads that a person can decide to take. A road that's narrow, and it's difficult, and it's hard, and it's lonely, a path of righteousness, or there's an easy path that's broad, that many people travel, and the road is easy, and, and it's not lonely, uh, but it's not a path of righteousness. And so Jesus, the shepherd, leads us in a path of righteousness. Notice where the path goes through. The path of righteousness, this difficult path, goes through the valley of the shadow of death. That, that's difficult. You're on a difficult path that not many people are on because it's a path of righteousness that most people are not concerned with. But then this path that you're on that is difficult goes through a difficult place. Not only is the path difficult, but the destination is difficult. The, the stops along the way are difficult. Uh, the, the valley of the shadow of death. And notice why he leads us. Why does he lead us on this path? Why does he lead us through the, the valley of the shadow of death for his name's sake? For his name's sake. I think, I think we uh, do ourselves a grave disservice. And Christianity in general as a whole, and I use that term very broadly, has done itself a great disservice because we've put ourselves at the center of Christianity instead of Christ. Where the way that we worship is because that's how I like to worship instead of that's how God wants to receive worship. I want to go to a church that feeds me the way that I want to be fed rather than this is how 
the Bible presents it to us, and this is how God desires to feed us. Uh, when, 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 when church and Christianity is about us, uh, we do ourselves a grave disservice. And so he leads us on these paths, not because of our comfort, not because of us, but because of him, because of his name. Uh, his name alone is worthy to be praised, is it not? Uh, and so we find that this is why he leads. But notice how he leads. Though the path is difficult, and though the stops along the way are not easy, uh, and though uh, it is not about us, we do understand that he leads us with his presence. And his presence brings comfort. It does. Look at verse number four. I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. God himself with you, with me. Isn't that what we celebrate in December? God with us, Emmanuel, that he is with us, like literally with us. It's not a weird metaphysical thing, like he's literally with us at this time. If you are his child, he dwells inside of you. And this is, comf- this is a comforting thought, a comforting thought. Because that means that no matter what we experience, that no matter what we go through, He feels it the way that we feel it. And He can help us through those things in a way that no one else can. And nothing else can. Only He can comfort us. Because He is with us. Notice that it's not just Him, but it's His, it's His, it's His authority in our life as well. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. These are pictures from the shepherd of authority. Uh, There's only one person in the field of sheep who holds the rod. It's the shepherd, the one who's in charge of the sheep. He's the one that has the rod. And so as the sheep follow the shepherd, as the sheep submit to his authority, as the sheep follow who their leader is, we find comfort in that. Comfort in the authority of his presence. Comfort as we go through difficult times. As we go through difficult stops along the way, He is with us. And so this evening, I just want you to find encouragement that that you would trust the Good Shepherd, that you would trust Him as He leads, that you would be thankful and not take for granted as He sustains, as He gives rest, as He gives sustenance. And 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 I hope that it's encouragement to you that He is with you at all times. Father, thank You so much for being with us. Thank You that You are the Shepherd. And I ask God that you would please help us to find comfort in your authority as we submit ourselves to you, as we go along the path of righteousness, as we live lives that are honoring and pleasing to you. Lord, we are so grateful for your leadership in our life, and please help us to not take for granted your sustenance, your provision, your blessings. We love you and ask that you would be with the next uh, parts of the service. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. (laughs)